Breathing in air, the fake ain't phony, they're just seeing impaired Cause you believe what you see or believe what ain't there The real world is twisted and to me it ain't fair Cause greedy people seem Welcome to the voices in my head The intro and outro music is West and Coast by the High Council You can check them out on SoundCloud Welcome back, today we're going to be looking at sexual abuse within the church Now to begin with, I know a lot of people or some people will use this sexual abuse within the church to put down Christianity, to put down Christian churches. I just want to say from the very beginning, that I believe the, the people that abuse, sexually abuse people within the church is a minority of the Christian community. And that's, I think, why we find it so abhorrent and so difficult when we hear about it, because it's, it's not normal and it shouldn't be happening. I think in any social structure where you have such a disparity between power and that power is within a small group of people that that power then will usually lead to sexual abuse and that could be anything whether it's prisons where you have prison guards sexually abusing especially male prison guards overseeing female prisoners they're going to sexually abuse the female prisoners whether it's churches politicians business organizations, companies, anything like that, anytime, and more so within the men, where the men are the power structure. However, we are starting to see within our modern age, women in that power structure sexually abusing people underneath their power. So this coming out of Christian churches is is nothing new. It's not really that surprising when you look just the social dynamics at, at we as human beings and how evil we can be to one another. So I'm going to start with the latest article that I came across. I actually came across this story a few days ago, and this has to do with a pastor in Indiana. His name is Pastor John Lowe II, and he, he is married to a woman named Debbie. They actually had a service one Sunday morning where the pastor confessed to having multiple sexual encounters with a woman in the past and that he was stepping down from being the pastor of the church. Everybody thought he was confessing his sins, confessing his wrongdoings. However, what we see is a concept called trickle truth, where what I say what I say is technically true. I'm not lying. And he did not. He did have sex with a woman. It was several years back, multiple, probably, I think it was like, uh, 15, 10, 15, 20 years ago. It was more when he, when he was younger, he did have uh, a sexual relationship with this woman. All of that is true. People thinking that they're getting the whole truth. And this is where you get the psychopaths and the sociopaths coming in because they, they play on people assuming and filling in the blanks. They expect people to fill in the blanks with whatever information that you're giving them. So they think he had a sexual encounter with a willing participant, a woman of roughly his own age. Well, unbeknownst to him, the woman that he had sex with was at the church and came forward and spilled the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would would say. Here, she explained how he started grooming her when she was 14 years old and that he had sex with her, took her virginity in his church office office when she turned 16. Now, the age of consent at that time in Indiana was 16. So having sex with a 16-year-old girl was not illegal. However, he was grooming her for a year and a half, two years earlier, doing inappropriate stuff with her when she was 14 and 15. So th- this is the trickle truth. He he told her, he told the, the church, hey, I, I made a mistake. I sinned. I had sex with someone other than my wife, but it was years ago. 
I need to deal with it. I guess his wife just found out about it or she had inklings or something that forced his hand. Because obviously he's, you know, if he had it hit this long, he's not going to come forth now. And he didn't tell the whole truth. And then after he confessed, the church gave him a standing ovation because they thought he was just such a brave and strong man confessing this. And you're going to see now how despicable he was when the young lady came forward and spilled the beans and told what really happened, told the story uh, where the young lady gave the information that he intentionally left out, which was that he had sex with a minor child, someone under 18. So this was not a willing participant. She was not even though she may not have forced or fought against it, but it was she was groomed. And at 16 years old, you're not going to be having sex with a 35, 40 year old man unless there's some serious mental or psychological issues going on, or you're being coerced or or tricked or or groomed into this. So as I watch this, I, I, and there's actually a video of this. If you you can uh, Google, if you Google uh, Pastor John Lowe. And the name of the young lady that he had sex with when she was 16, her name is Bobby Gephardt, and she's now 43 years old. So this was uh, pretty much 25 years ago that he did this. And you can actually see the the video of her confronting the pastor. And to me, she is the brave one. She's the one that was sexually abused as a child because he has 16 years old. She's a child. She was sexually abused as a child. And she's able to come forth and confront this powerful man because obviously he's a pastor of this large church that if she just came out and started saying these things and he denied it, the church would have turned against her. But she went before the church, went up on stage and publicly confronted this man for what he did to her. So that that was the, the first story. Then there was another story that just came out a few days later. And this was on Daily Mail. And it talks about how within the Amish community, there is a lot of sexual abuse. And the date of this article is May 27, 2022. The headline is, It's a Predator's Paradise. Shocking documentary exposing sex abuse in the Amish community reveals 11-year-old girls were given pamphlets that normalize incest and teaches them that rape is a result of their carelessness. Now, this is disgusting, teaching 11-year-olds. Now, I realize minor children, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old girls are having sex at that age. They're normally having sex with children roughly their same age. I have the problem when you have adults in their 30s and 40s having sex with minor 11, 12-year-old. At that point, you're just a pedophile. But that the Amish community, and I don't know, is teaching 11-year-olds that incest is normal, that that is that is acceptable. Once again, I don't know how deep this goes. I, I am sure this may be just a small sect, and most people think all the Amish communities are exactly the same. They're not. There are you may have one large community and then you have multiple sects within those communities. And then at, across from communities, you have different sects that they, they have different teachings and different um, social structure and different norms. Once again, I, I'm not thinking this is all of them. However, when you do have a closed community like the Amish community and you have a very strong power structure where you can be easily excommunicated from that community if you do not go along, if you do not follow the rules, if you do not abide to the dictates of the church, you're excommunicated or, or they call it shunning. They will shun you, which is the same thing as excommunication, which means even though you live there, no one's going to talk with you. No one's going to help you. We have with the the 
concept of the Amish barn building ceremony where someone needs to build a new barn and the whole community goes out there and raises this barn in one or two days. And they do that for everybody. So that everybody pitches in to help out in catastrophes. If a house burns down, they go in there, help them out. They rebuild them a new house. If they need a barn, they build a new barn. So they're dependent on the community to survive. It's not like our modern age where I can go hire a plumber. I can go hire a builder. I can go hire anybody to do anything for me within these types of communities, these closed communities, your survival is based on being part of that community because you just can't up and leave. So to, to be teaching 11-year-old girls that incest is normal, and, and I'm not going to go through the whole article because I went through this and it was very disgusting. And I got a high tolerance for certain types of stuff, but to, to read uh, these tales of these women as they talk about being abused as, as little children by their family members, brothers, uncles, dads it's it's pretty disturbing then what led all this off actually happened a few weeks back where the southern baptist church finally came out and admitted that yes they have a sexual abuse problem within their church and i remember reading about this probably about 10 or 15 years ago maybe even longer because i remember hearing rumbles about this Around the early 2000s that I would be reading in articles that people were coming forth talking about that this is a problem and it's being covered up. And at that point, it's like, oh, it's just one or two. It's not a big thing. Well, finally, the Southern Baptist community or the Southern Baptist Church released a 250-page report saying, yeah, it's pretty bad. We screwed up. We hit it. We did a lot of stuff. They named some names. I actually have the document up. I was trying to actually look through. They did have emails and I'm... Not sure if that's emails of proving it or just emails of people covering up, but just the, the whole concept that as the, the first article I was talking about with, with Pastor John Lowe abusing a underage member of his church. It's the same thing in the Southern Baptist. Like I said, anytime you have a very strong, dominant power structure, an unequal power structure, and especially in churches, Jobs, it is somewhat as bad. It's just that in a job, there is times that you can find another job. Now, you may be in a very rural community that you're only working at a factory, and that's the only factory in town. And if you don't work there, you can't work anywhere else. Then you're going to have this type of abuse. However, if you're in a larger city or a community where there's a lot of other jobs and a lot of other opportunities, you, you get a boss that starts sexually harassing you, you just up and quit. You take him to HR, you try to deal with it, but then you go find another job, you lawyer up, you may try to sue. You know, your, your livelihood's not at stake. In churches, it's, it's a completely different dynamic than at jobs. Within a church, you're technically, it's your soul is at stake here. If you defy the church, Depending on that church and their teachings, your soul could go to hell based on being an outcast from the church. Now, the Southern Baptist is not as stringent as the Amish with their shunning or the Catholic Church with their excommunication. It's just that it, when you're being raised within the church or you're going to church to find help, you, you have either emotional or difficulties in life and you're thinking, hey, here's a local church. I can find comfort and solace in there by going on Sunday services and attending Bible study during the week. And there are people there that are going to help me. There are going to be people there that love me, that in that type of community, you are going to have predators there because those predators are looking for those people that are hurting. And it's in a sexual abuse on both sides. It's I think it's going to be more dominant with the men sexually abusing young boys or young girls, just because of the, the power structure, that they have this power 
And if they're powerful enough within the organization, no one's going to believe them. I guarantee that when I go back to uh, the pastor Lowe, that if this young lady came out before he confessed it and started telling everybody, hey, this guy raped me when I was 16 years old, started grooming me when I was 14 years old, and the pastor denied it, no one would have believed her. You would have one or two people may believe her. Overwhelming people was like, oh no, I know him. He's a great guy. I've never seen any of this. I've never, you know, witnessed. There's nothing that I would have ever, that he's ever done that I would have believed that he was that type of person. That's why a lot of these people don't come forward. And then when they do come forward, the the leadership thinks they have to cover this up in order to protect God or to protect the church. This is a very weak view of God. God doesn't need our protection from our bad actions. They they should be standing for truth and justice and what the Bible says. And the Bible says this is not normal. The Bible teaches that married pastors should not be having sex with anybody else other than their wives. And that if they're not married, they're supposed to be abstaining from sex. That That's the church teachings. That's the, the biblical teachings. Most churches teach that same thing, especially the Southern Baptists. They expected their young girls and their young boys to stay virgins until they got married. Well, here here's the, the pastor at this one church having sex with this 16-year-old girl that should have remained a virgin. She actually talks how he took her virginity. So the Southern Baptist teaches this same concept. Well, they can't let this out. Well, the worst thing they can do is cover it up because now they've lost all credibility. Now, I think by them releasing a 250-page report saying, yeah, guys, we screwed up. Yep, we screwed up big time. And as I was perusing the report, they did say they were going to set up a fund to help the victims. They do need to be helping these victims, not just as a payoff to keep them quiet. They need to be giving them money to help seek counseling when children are abused or even adults when they're abused by an authority figure that that messes people up that causes them to have trust issues with any future partner down the road i guarantee all these people they came in there because they had issues and being sexually abused just compounded their issues and now they're going to even need more help going forward the report did name one of the pastors his name is johnny hunt and not sure of the exact accusations, but they did accuse him of abusing people. I didn't get into all the details. On May 22nd, he actually released a statement. I'm going to read the statement and then I'm going to point out the alarm bells that went off in my head. And a lot of this is based on being married to, to a woman for 17 years that used to play this trickle truth game with me. They used to play what I would call these word games. She would say things that were technically true. And in her mind, it, she would say these things so she could convince herself she was not lying. However, it made people assume something that was not true. And then if you ever called her out on it, it was, oh, that's not what I meant by that. You misunderstood me. Being married to that type of person, you start really parsing words. And I I drive my, my current wife nuts because she'll say something and I'm always joking with her. It's like, I just heard you say two different things. And I have to explain it to her. And she, most of the time she gets it. I'm joking. At the same time, my mind has been wired that way that I'm always trying to hear what is not being said. And are you really saying one thing or another? And I actually pointed this out in a, a recent podcast with the the shooting in Texas where the colonel from the Texas uh, Department of Public Safety said there was no armed resource officer in the school. Well, does that mean, I, once again, I heard two different things. Was there no resource officer in their school or was there a resource officer in the school that was not armed? When you have an and condition, you have to wonder, 
was one of those or both of those not true? So I gave it back to, to Johnny Hunt. He tweeted this, or actually he created the statement. I assumed he tweeted on the same day, May 22nd, 2022. During my 50 years of ministry, I've always had a singular goal to share the good news of Jesus Christ with a broken world. It has been the joy of my life to minister alongside so many selfless men and women at the North American Mission Board to spread the hope, love, and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. While I have resigned from my position at NAMB, I will continue to dedicate my life to encouraging and instructing pastors. Of course, I'm aware that Guidepost Solutions, they were the folks that issued the report, issued a report earlier today. I did not see a copy of the report before today, and I have not had any opportunity to read the entire report. I want to be clear, my heart breaks for all the victims of abuse. I support the rights of abuse victims to be heard and respected and made whole. I also support transparency and accountability for abusers. But transparency and accountability must be founded on truth and accuracy. To put it bluntly, I vigorously deny the circumstances and characterization set forth in the Guy Post report. I have never abused anyone. I'm going to get back to that statement because that's what caught my eye. Southern Baptists navigating this challenge challenging session must remember it is the truth that will set us free okay i've never abused anyone so here in his mind he's never abused anyone in his mind he has never abused anyone what he does not say and this is what's telling he never said i never had sexual relationships with anyone other than my wife or i had never had sexual relationship outside the confines of marriage i never had sexual relationships with any anybody else other than what is prescribed by the Bible. He doesn't say that because as a if they say I'm a married pastor, I have a consensual sexual relationship with a woman in the church. She wants to have sex as much as I do. I'm not abusing her. However, I am having a sexual affair. He never actually admits to not having that. There are a lot of pedophiles in the world that convince themselves they are not abusing the children they have sex with. Now you get some people, pedophiles are broken down into different groups of people based on what age they want to have sex with. So you get guys or women that are having sex with, let's say their their limit is 14 year olds. Anyone from 14 to 18, that's their ideal age to have sex with. In their minds, they're not abusing that person because the, the other person appears or they've convinced themselves they're a willing participant. And if you ask them if they're a pedophile, they'll say, no, I'm not a pedophile. The pedophile are the ones that mess with the four and five-year-old, six-year-old kids. I don't do that. They're the pedophiles. I just like younger partners. I'm wondering if that's what he's doing. I'm not saying that's what he, he has done. It's just that when it's like politicians, they'll, they'll say no one can prove that statement or there's no proof to that statement. They don't deny the statement. They don't come out and say that's not true. And it's, and the famous one is the Bill, Cl- Bill Clinton quote, I never had sexual relations, relations with that woman. Miss Lewinsky. And then he gets into defining exactly what is a sexual relationship and what he did with her in the overall office was not, quote, sexual relationship because he defined it something different. So you got to remember, people do word things so in their mind and in their conscious, they're telling the truth. So in his idea of abuse could be, and I'm saying that could be where he forced himself on a woman that he had sex with a an age that he deems as inappropriate. Obviously, as Pastor Lowe, having sex with a 16-year-old girl was not inappropriate to him. He thought that was okay. Now, maybe his cutoff was 
15. Maybe that's the reason he groomed her for two years before he actually had sex with her because in his mind that was the cutoff and he wanted to make sure he wasn't actually doing something against his own conscience, which is flawed. Same thing. I wish this man had come up and said, I only had sex with my wife. I never had any type of sexual contact, sexual talk, sexual inappropriate touching, you know, go through the whole list with anyone other than my wife. Very clear cut statement. However, I never abused anybody. My question to him, please define abuse. Did you ever have sex with somebody? What ages were they? How, you know, was it really consensual? Once again, this power structure, these people in the power could be having sex with somebody and in their mind, the person is consenting because they feel they have to. They're not fighting, therefore it is consensual. All this is out there online, guys. If, if you want to delve into this further, I think it's great that this is coming out, not so much to disparage Christianity, because as myself, I am a Christian. I think this is good that this needs to come out, that these type of people need to be weeded out of the church. The church needs to have free reign to call out and to make known when these type of accusations occur. And if I'm in a leadership position on my job, in a social organization, in a civic organization, in a church, and someone makes that accusation, I want full accountability because I want to be exonerated. I want to bring in a third party to interview everybody to investigate and put out their findings. Then if I did something wrong, okay, I'll admit to it. Yes. But if, if I didn't, I want my, my name cleared. Covering up is not the way to clear someone's name and only makes people dig further. Hope you found this as disturbing and at the same time as fascinating as I did. Thanks for listening. I could run the whole block just from walking the line. Parking is prime. These are the thoughts of my mind. And I'm a straight rider. Never stop at a sign. And I'm only slowing down if I'm stopping the sign. Six figures on the check before I'm jotting a line. It goes one for the money. Two for the clothes. Three for the honeys. And a four for the flows. Five O's and six.